0: OK, so transitioning into marriage was I thought was going to be easy um, because I thought I was equipped and ready and we were friends as well. Mm-hmm. I was I'm really big on friendships. Yeah. Even after things have fizzled. Let's still be friends. Okay. Um, But when situations came up that I couldn't. I couldn't process, I couldn't handle, mm-hmm. um, I couldn't navigate. I was like, okay, this is a whole different ball game.
1: Yeah. And yeah.
0: I'm not prepared to handle this.
1: So let me ask you this. Do you believe that your upbringing influenced oh. your decision to marry this particular person.
0: Absolutely. Something because I, I only dated people in the church world mm-hmm. or the church arena first of all. Mm-hmm. Um because it was the unequally yoked thing first. Yeah. And then it was like, oh if he ain't saved, don't even give him a time of date. Don't even look at him. Yeah. So mm-hmm. that's why I didn't date people that was that I traveled with or in plays because mm-hmm. I already knew that. That mm-hmm. was, you know, you got a girlfriend in every city. Yeah. <laughs> so um he was a preacher. So mm-hmm. it was like in the church preacher. Oh, it's a I got this. Mm -hmm. All I have to do to be a good wife is, you know, pray and cook his meals.
1: Hey friend, I'm Robin May and a few of the professional hats that I wear includes being a transformational speaker, a life coach, and a licensed therapist. And personally, well, I'm a wife, a mommy to three girls, and a pastor's wife just to name a few. Girl, I'm over here doing all the things while trying to stay in shape and keep my skin clear. But the truth is, I don't want to be known for being busy. I think that's a scheme that somebody set up. No, I want to be known for living a life that is in perfect alignment with what God intended. And I want to help you do the same. So it's with that in mind. I'd like to welcome you right here to Intentional Conversations with Robin May and friends. Over here, we're creating a safe space to have real conversations with real women on real topics. This is a judgment-free zone where we can be vulnerable and honest and curious about our lives so that we can elevate not just what we do, but who we are. So if any of that resonates with you, again, welcome to our safe space. This is Intentional Conversations with Robin May and friends. Well, welcome, welcome, welcome. Welcome to this episode of Intentional Conversations with Robin May and friends. And as you can see, I have one of my girls here, Latrice Pace. I'm about to introduce her, but before I do, you know all the things. If this is your first time here, welcome. I don't take it for granted. There's so many podcasts. You know what's interesting I do this at church when we do a welcome. I say there are so many churches that you could visit, but I do take it seriously that you have stopped right here at Intentional Conversations with Robin May and friends. If you are a returning friend, I am so happy you are back, girl. And listen, y'all have been telling your friends about the podcast, and I am honored. So if you can do all the things, can you like can you subscribe if you're watching this on YouTube? If you're listening to this via your favorite podcast app, can you go ahead and leave a review and subscribe to the channel? It really helps. And the more subscriptions that we have, the more people that are sharing it, it takes it up the algorithm and the algorithm then lets other people know that they need to be tuned in. So do all the things for me. Do all the yeah. things. We are also opening up the podcast for any sponsors. If If you are interested in sponsoring the entire podcast or an episode of the podcast, just hit us up in the DMs on Robin May Online on Instagram or shoot me an email at robin at robinmayonline.com. So again, I am so excited that you are here and we are about to get started. We have started a brand new series for this brand new season and the series is Dating Dilemmas. Navigating Ooh. the dating streets as a Christian woman. Yeah. And we probably have one of the poster child <laughs> of Christian women. <laughs> how am I going to make you a poster child? Of oh my poster- God. <laughs> hey, women. <wait a> <laughs> how I'll did I give you that title? I know. <laughs> I'll say it poster child. <laughs> But you know what? I'm already getting into it. But I just love how real you are. You make being a woman of faith realistic and um tangible fun yeah girl wow, is your brand you. is your brand fun <laughs> is that part it, of what you want your personal brand to be uh, happy Happiness.
0: Happiness and joy. I I never did consider fun, but I'm always, they're like, what is your brand theme or feel? It's happiness and joy. You are
1: doing that. Thank you. Like really, that's what it exudes. And, you know, I probably need to do a whole series on your personal Mm. brand because it doesn't have to mean that you have a platform. Well, first of all, everybody has a platform. They do. They do. Everybody has a yes. platform, but when you think about your brand, what do you want people to experience yes. when they encounter you? Yes. When people leave you, what do you want to have sprinkled yes. in their life? Spr- oh, wait a minute. Here's a word from the Lord. You're sprinkling something. So, oh, baby. That's the truth. You're sprinkling something. something, and often when you're not intentional Ooh. about what you are sprinkling, Ooh. you're probably sprinkling something that is unhealthy or not um, received well. And yeah. so, when I ask her what is her brand, that's what I meant. It doesn't have to be necessarily a business, but when people encounter you, yeah. how do you want people to leave? What is the story? This is not even what we're supposed to be talking about. I know, but, this but is what good. is the story <laughs> you want people to say? About About you, they're gonna tell a story. And what is it that you want them to say about you? And so when I called her the uh, brand ambassador (laughs) for Jesus, (laughs) the brand ambassador, single Christian women, right? (laughs) If Jesus had to select some brand ambassadors, in the word, he called them disciples, but in 2024, the brand ambassadors, would he select you? Would you be one of his brand ambassadors? Okay. That's
0: good. That's just,
1: that's not even what we were trying to tell. That's good. Let me introduce my girl, (laughs) Latrice Pace. Latrice Pace is a legend, all in herself, but her family is legendary, and I want to say that again you are legendary all within yourself but your family is also legendary and the reason why i want to make that distinction is because she has made a path Herself, it just so happens that her family has also laid right. out a path that she doesn't shy away from, but she's yes. also created a path all in herself. And so, yes. if you are new to Latrice Pace, I'm going to give her an opportunity to tell us a little bit about herself. But if you are a woman of faith, if you've been a Christian for at least two days, <laughs> I, I just give you two days. days, you've heard of the Pace family. So, Latrice, <laughs> I want to give you the floor. Welcome, 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 thank sis. you,
0: thank you, Robin. It is so good to. To be here. Um, Yeah,
1: thank you. Tell me, so first of all, Latrice <laughs> and I have been friends for a long time. I was time. about to say that, and I was
0: like, let me let her navigate. Yeah, I was
1: about to say that. You know, we're doing this <laughs> together, but we've been friends for a long time. Just yes. recently, she sent me a message, a text, about something, because the girl's are always up to something. Yes. She sent me a picture of um, any, uh, uh, a program I was doing many years, years ago. We were ago. like, been down yes we have been there yes. so tell the people a little bit about the latrice pace
0: well i am i like to say i'm a creative being because a lot of times we go into these labels and we limit ourselves but yes. i'm just a creative being as all of us uh are um eighth daughter ninth child born into a family of 12 wait a minute
1: eighth daughter ninth, ninth child.
0: child so it was all what the first boy First boy. Okay. And then all girls. Okay. Okay. Yeah. And I'm next to the baby um, in that line. Um, I just, I love doing anything with my hands and thinking and anything creative. Mm -hmm. I I just enjoy Mm -hmm. doing it.
1: Um, and that's it. That's, I so, think that sums me up. So let me ask you this real quick about that idea of we're we're still, we're going to talk about dating. I know y'all like, get to the dating. <laughs> we're going to talk about dating. But like. before we do, you talked about being a creative being and sometimes we limit ourselves with labels. I'm just curious about this yeah. because I too am creative in a different kind of way, but mm-hmm. I have so many ideas. And as you can see, y'all can't see this, but around the room are all the post-it yes. notes for the different areas that are under my umbrella yeah. how do you navigate that though being this phenomenal gospel singer also a complete baker yeah. you had a whole bakery yeah how do you navigate showing up in these different ways mm-hmm. are you ever concerned about people being confused about what you bring um at the
0: beginning I was I was told to stick with one thing and i tried yes. to I tried to uh, adapt that in my life but it just wasn't working it wasn't resonating because i'm like i'm not one to just stick with one thing absolutely but i'm not one to start one thing and leave it unfinished Mm -hmm. and just hop around to a lot of things so whatever is manifesting in that moment Mm -hmm. i give my full attention to Mm -hmm. it i make sure it's on its feet and then i can go on to something else but with one thing that i'm learning to do even to this day is receiving and accepting help so <laughs> the plight of most black women okay it's the I wonder yes if
1: it's, i wonder if it's outside of
0: just black women is it just women? i think it's a, i think it's just women people uh, women period or people who have been disappointed yes because mm-hmm. you feel like i don't want to put what I'm trying to do in the hands of someone else who don't get it it. and they drop the ball and I miss out on something because I was depending on someone else. That's something I just, I can't live with.
1: So I did a live just recently and it wasn't a lot. I think it might've just been a reel. And I talked about, are you controlling? Because a lot of times people are labeled as controlling. Mm -hmm. And I admitted that I sometimes can be controlling. And the reason why I wanted to do a reel on it because I was telling women, if you can admit that you have a tendency to be controlling Mm -hmm. instead of judging it, be Mm -hmm. curious about it. That's the first thing about our life. Again, this conversation, all over but part of our life when we're navigating we want to make sure that we are navigating through a lens of curiosity Mm. and not a lens of judgment why do i show up the way i show up so what i discovered is that a lot of times women tend to be controlling for one of two reasons either there's been a trauma in their life where their control was snatched from them. Yeah. And they've made a conscious or subconscious commitment yeah. that I'm not going to let that happen to Ever me again. again. Yep. That's one reason. <laughs> the other reason is because they've been disappointed so often yes. that releasing control seems very difficult because yes. one thing I know is I'm not going to disappoint me. Yeah. So I'm not going to let right. you disappoint absolutely. me. That's so exactly absolutely. That's exactly Okay, so you have navigated being a creative being. Now you're learning to get the help, but also making sure you're not going from A to C when A hasn't been a Absolute, okay. Absolutely not.
0: Because even if it's just in... I'm not going to even make a known until i know it's able to function and 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 i'll be able to do the other things that i do really well and it's a matter of planning and scheduling Mm
1: -hmm, when when
0: i know i'm going to be exhausted or overwhelmed or i got a show coming up okay i know how to go into my Treacy treats website Mm -hmm. to schedule Mm -hmm. orders or deliveries around the other things that i'm doing
1: i love so yeah and that takes um an intention. Absolutely. It takes an intention, intentional conversation. Absolutely. Intention. Yes. If you want to live a life of purpose, you have to live a life of intention, Absolutely. not a life of passivity. Because yes. when you live a life of passivity, life is happening to you. You aren't making life happen. Absolutely. Baby, we're dropping some nuggets. Yes. Okay? We're dropping some nuggets. Now, when I asked Latrice to share a little bit about herself, she did not give y'all the business. Okay. Because Latrice, why am I calling you legendary? Okay, your family, your family is known for what?
0: Singing, singing in the gospel industry, Uh, and from that, um, I I went on the road with my sister Sean as her personal assistant, and from that, it launched my um, ability, or I I didn't even know I had the ability to act. So being on the road with Sean put me on that acting path, and I ended up doing theatrical show after after year after year, just from association and relationships, and um,
1: that's a whole word. Yeah. So two things: number one, you just went to support your sister as her assistant, yes, and in your serving in that capacity, a yes. whole nother door opened up for Absolutely. you. So some of you are wanting some open doors. You may need to start serving and supporting someone Absolutely. and watch those doors open. And then secondly, through association and connection yes. also, you began to see another realm for your life. Did you, yes. you didn't even know you were interested in that? I didn't know.
0: The, the I was sitting in the audience, you know, just waiting to her say she needed something or whatever. Mm-hmm. And the director, David Talbert, many people know him from Jingle Jangle. Yes. Yes, yes. Um, he was like, hey, he asked Sean, can your sister act? We need somebody to fill this role. And she was like, of course, it's my sister. And from there on, I w- did a lot of his plays. I went with her to do Tyler Perry's. Uh, I know wow. I've been changed, ending up being her understudy. And from then on, David called me every year. Tyler called me every year
1: and. Oh, why is that giving me chills? There's something about that that's giving me chills. It's okay. favor. So, it's, yeah, it's favor. So, legendary, the legendary Pace Sisters. People can't just say the Pace Sisters. It's legendary. I say the legendary Pace Sisters. It almost feels disrespectful if I see somebody say the Pace Sisters. I want to be in the comments not. The legendary. The legendary. <laughs> <laughs> A Side eye. exactly and so but you're so humble with that um you have your own album
0: yes correct? i do how I do. do people connect
1: with your album before we go into this dating part you
0: can go to latricepace.com and it'll take you to everything latrice pace or wherever you listen to your music just put in my name and it'll come up
1: Wherever you listen to your music, baby. All (laughs) right, so let's dive into it. Okay. So I want to ask you some of these questions as we start talking about navigating dating. If you haven't already, make sure you go back and listen to episode one of Mm the season, where I kind of laid out my perspective on it um, on dating. And I'm very careful when I talk about dating and I shared this with you, Latrice. I'm very careful about it and we're going to get into this in a minute, because I am a married woman. At the point of this episode airing, we will be this close to our 22nd wedding anniversary. Congratulations. Thank you. And we have been together 30 years. Now, if you calculate back, I am 49 years old. That means I've been with that man since he was 17 and I was 18. Wow. So I have to be careful when I'm talking about dating, because as my girlfriends have told me, you ain't been in these dating streets. Yes. Right? You, have not, you have not been in these dating right. streets, right? And I think, and we're going to get into this. I think women, married women have to be careful about it. But as we start to talk about it, I want to continue to lay out a little bit about your upbringing, because I believe that has directly influenced oh, absolutely. dating for you. And so what was your family's or your, um, what were you taught or allowed? Maybe that's a yeah. better word. When it was time to start dating whatever that time is, Mm -hmm. I guess my daughter is 16. She's going to be so mad because she, ooh, (laughs) Ryan, I'm sorry. But my daughter is 16 and she actually has a whole boyfriend. Oh, wow. Yeah, a whole boyfriend. So at what age were you allowed to date or were you allowed to date? I was not allowed to
0: date until I graduated from high school. Okay, so everybody rewind.
1: Yeah. So if you came home and said, I have a crush, what would have happened? Oh,
0: i wouldn't have i would not have said that because i remember distinctly one morning and it it wasn't child abuse (laughs) y'all she's gone on to be with the lord in
1: jesus name yes
0: but um mother would tell us boys and books don't mix and Mm. i remember getting a whooping just as a reminder
1: oh child these folks want to trip by somebody getting a whooping yeah (laughs) i got whoopings but you got a whooping because
0: as a a reminder reminder. that boys and books don't mix so don't even think about coming to me telling me you got a crush on anybody.
1: Now, you had older siblings. Was the rules the same for them? It was the they same. Age?
0: Yep, it was the same.
1: So did, okay, so your mama said you couldn't have a boyfriend, but did you have a boyfriend? I did not. You obeyed. I
0: obeyed, yeah. I didn't want a weapon. <laughs> you obeyed. Yeah.
1: I love it, I mean, that's a good thing. Okay, yeah. but were you, were you crushing on somebody? There
0: was this guy that I did have a crush on, and literally the teacher, had, you know, when the teacher would leave and they would leave you in charge. Yeah, yeah. She had le- I
1: was always left in charge. Me left? too. <laughs> <laughs> okay, keep
0: going. And there was this guy named Carl. He was cute. Little chubby, light-skinned guy. Where's Carl? I okay, don't know. <laughs> Where it's are Carl, you, Carl? I, call, I don't know. Okay, go ahead. And Carl, he had done something. And I was like, I put his name down. And he came over to my desk. And he was like, did you put my name down? And he kissed me. I was like, this, oh my God, this, God, what do I do with this? Um, we're getting married. <laughs> we are getting married. We're
1: officially getting married. Yes, horrible. yes. Oh my God. But
0: I cried. I ended up crying because I didn't know what that meant. And I was like, why did he do that? And
1: So wait, so you have these older siblings and while your mother was very strict, would you have felt free to talk to them about it? Absolutely not no
0: i didn't i did you know what sean was the only one that we we kept secrets okay because we were li- at night we would listen to jazz jazz music under that, the covers and was that out of control It. it no what, what oh yeah it was oh
1: yeah it was it was forbidden let's See this, let's see this is the yeah. reason why okay because listen i want y'all to see this when i'm asking her these questions as we talk about dating yeah Your childhood, whether you are 20 or 50 or 60, shaped how you navigated life. Listen, all of us are trying to do one of two things and we're trying to do it, Latrice, on a multitude of levels. We're either trying to repeat what we saw growing up Mm. or we're trying to get as far away from what we saw growing up. And often we're doing that in a multitude of ways, right? So when it comes to me as a wife, I could be trying to repeat or reject. When it comes to me as a mother, I might be trying to repeat or reject. So If I use myself as an example, there are some dynamics of how my mother showed up as a wife that I don't want to show up that way. Mm -hmm. So I'm trying to get as far away from that. But there's some things she did as a mother that I'm trying to repeat. So when I say it shows up in a multitude of different ways, that's what I mean. And so if you've never taken time to slow your life down long enough, to pay attention to why you do what you do, how your core beliefs were shaped, you won't understand the patterns that are showing up in your life. And so even if you are 50 years old and you're one why is she talking about what happened when she was a child? Because at 50, you're either trying to repeat or yeah. trying to get as far away from, if you haven't done the work, mm. to understand why you, you do doing. what you yep. do. Right? <laughs> and so uh. when it came time, cause I'm going to get into the fact that you... Um, we're married. We're yes. going to get into that. I'm going to ask you something about that. But that's why I'm asking her these questions. Mm-hmm. And so playing jazz <laughs> under the cover. <laughs> At night while everybody is asleep. Yes. It was a whole thing. It was. It was a whole thing. Okay. So then you get out of high school. Did you immediately like, okay, now is my time, baby. I did it. You I did ended. It. I was on the road. I
0: started developing a career. What I didn't even know was going to be my career. Mm-hmm. Um. So I just got focused on that. I probably didn't date until 27, 26 or 27. Wow.
1: Yeah. It was like my mid-20s. 26 yeah. or 27. That's interesting, Latrice, because, yeah. see, I had a boyfriend when I was in in uh, kindergarten. My first... Oh, my wow. First, my first boyfriend was <laughs> kindergarten, baby. But, so that that's... You're real grown by the time you're yeah. 26 or 27. Yeah. You know, your brain fully develops by, they say, by the time you're 25.
0: Actually, it was around, I would say 23. Okay. Because I got married at 27. Okay. But I did start dating around 23. Did you start
1: dating the man you ended up marrying? I did not. So you dated somebody else. Okay. Mm-hmm. So when you first started dating, what was that like for you? Do you remember? It was fun. Okay. It was really fun.
0: Um, and it was a friend. Mm-hmm. So it just felt really natural. I didn't feel like I had to put on or you, we just, we just continued being friends. Okay. We just kissed every now and then. Every once in a while. Right. Got, got a little sugar at <laughs> the choir rehearsal. <laughs> <laughs> got a little sugar every once in a while. Right. Okay, so
1: then you right. dated him. That yeah. kind of fizzled. Is that what
0: happened? It did. It okay. did. I think he, he, uh he became aware of his sexuality mm. and mm-hmm. it was, we we still remained friends, but it was like, okay, cool. So. Yeah. So you weren't heartbroken? I was a little, but I, I was, I think I was more prideful that I wasn't going to allow that to show Mm -hmm. because you chose someone else over me. And that wasn't even my same
1: gender. Yeah. And you know what's so interesting? I have a, I have a client right now that I am so unbelievably impressed with. And it made me think of what you just said, because somehow even... I would almost say better than me she can experience a rejection regardless of what it is mm-hmm. um, relational in her career and she does not personalize it as a reflection on her wow she can just see it as that just wasn't for me and yeah. I think a lot of times when you said that mm-hmm we see rejection as a reflection of us absolutely and it really rarely has anything Anything to do do with with us us. so you were you were like what i'm not gonna do is let you see me sweat yeah that you've become aware and i love how you said aware of his sexuality and so that was that so then tell me about transitioning into marriage
0: okay so transitioning into marriage was i thought was going to be easy um, because I thought I was equipped and ready, and we were friends as well. Mm-hmm. I was—I'm really big on friendships. Yeah. Even after things have fizzled, let's still be friends. Okay. Um. But when situations came up that I couldn't, I couldn't process, I couldn't handle, mm-hmm. um, I couldn't navigate, I was like, okay, this is a whole different ball game. Yeah. And yeah. I'm not prepared to handle
1: this. So let me ask you this: Do you believe that your upbringing? Influence oh. your decision to marry this particular person?
0: Absolutely, because I right. I only dated people in the church world mm-hmm. or the church arena first of all, mm-hmm. um, because it was the unequally yoked thing first, yeah. and then it was like, oh, if he ain't saved, don't even give him a time of day, don't even look at him. Yeah, so mm-hmm. that's why I didn't date people that was that I traveled with or in plays because mm-hmm. I already knew that. That Mm -hmm. was, you know, you got a girlfriend every city. Yeah. (laughs) So um, he was a preacher. So Mm -hmm. it was like in the church preacher. Oh, it's a, I got this. Mm -hmm. All I have to do to be a good wife is, you know, pray and cook his meals. I wasn't. I wasn't groomed on how to please him in the bed. I I I was never aware of my own sexuality. Wow. Uh, never even taught about how things. Honestly, growing up. And this is so crazy. The The only preparation you really got was the negligees at your bridal
1: shower Girl. and Vaseline. Okay. let me. Where am I going to pass out? Because I want to pass out right yeah. now. This is why I love her. That's... The realness of that. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So wait a minute. First of all, she said Vaseline. If y'all don't understand why she said Vaseline. DM me. Okay. Yeah. DM me. <laughs> this is what I always tell my premarital couples. I tell them, you packed your suitcase for the honeymoon. Yeah. And you put your negligees in there. But you also had your issues in there. Yes. Those issues were packed in that suitcase as well. Yes. I don't know what the men packed for a honeymoon, but their boxes, <laughs> I guess. But their issues are in there right. as well. So both of y'all came. Now, I you know, I am um, was friends with him as well, but I don't know the answer to this. Yeah. Do you believe he, too, was not prepared for marriage? Um, I... Oh, was
0: he? I can't answer that. Mm. Um... Because I can only reflect on you. Yeah, because mm-hmm. he was a great. It not was like he's dead or gone. He's a great man. Mm-hmm. Um, he did all the things that made me say, you know what? I can do life with you. Mm-hmm. Um, I just, I just think I wasn't. I'm, I'm gonna, I'm gonna take it. It's mm. me. Wow. Yeah, yeah, I think was, only th- he can answer
1: that. I don't know. Fair. I think that's fair. And I think what's interesting about what you're saying, y'all, listen to this. And I think you would probably say that to this day, you can be a two people can be good people. Yeah, they can love God, yes. and that doesn't necessarily mean that an I do is going to work. Yes, would you say that? Yeah,
0: absolutely, absolutely. So,
1: how did you? As go ahead, you're about to I say can, something. Only, the only thing
0: I I can I can glean from experiences where, um, maybe men in general or all of us in general don't understand uh, the importance of being intentional with our outside relationships mm. and honoring our spouse without feeling like they're being controlling when they say I'm not comfortable with this.
1: I love that. Yes.
0: I so if if you would for me just you know chill out on yeah, that. Chill yeah, chill out on that until I'm comfortable with it because mm-hmm. I feel like I'm seeing something you can't see.
1: Mm. So in other words if you were to get married tomorrow you would want a spouse that would hear your
0: heart yes. and trust your heart. Trust. That's it. Hear me and trust me and not blame it on an insecurity that's mm-hmm. not there. Mm-hmm. But I'm really feeling something and I'm seeing something that I think you you're you're not seeing.
1: So I think And I already know you and I know that you are intentional in your processing, but just in case, you know, you have to have that listed as one of the criteria for you, a man that will hear your heart and not just hear your heart listen to your heart, like receive that. And, you know, even if, even if it was an insecurity, one of the things that I coach my couples on, if one of us has a problem, it becomes our Our problem. problem. And so even if, because when you get married, we still have issues. And so if this is a particular issue that your partner has, you don't have to be controlled by it, but you would cover it and honor it as that person heals with that issue or deals with that issue. I'll tell a quick story. When, um, My husband and I, like I said, we've been married now coming up on 22 years. Well, many, many years ago, before we started pastoring TFC, you know he was a politician. Yes. And he became the CEO of our county. Mm -hmm. The day he became a CEO, the CEO, we're sitting in his office Mm -hmm. that day, his brand new office. This was um, unexpected. Like, he he was appointed by the governor, all that good stuff. Mm -hmm. Y'all, I'm sitting in his office, and I'm just paranoid and anxious about this new role and i turned to him and i say office full of people pray pray for him office full of people and i say to him now i don't know who's gonna get those kids off the bus make sure you're gonna get those kids off the bus tomorrow because that was his responsibility right. he got the kids off the bus oh, wow. now this man is now the ceo and the only thing i can say to him you need to make sure you get them kids off the bus let me tell you why because i had a world view. That powerful men neglected their families. Wow. That was an undercurrent of my belief system. I'm saying this consciously now, yes. reflecting, but I had an undercurrent that powerful men in powerful positions put their family on the back burner. Yes. And because I'm a type A kind of woman, I'm uh-huh. like, what ain't <laughs> happening
0: <right? Yes. laughs> is you
1: doing that. So watch this, though. That was my stuff. My husband hadn't done anything to make me think that. He had been a politician for six years up until that point. He had done nothing to make me think that. But some of my experiences, my issues led me to have that belief. So what did he do? He covered me, made sure that our girls were taken care of, made sure that he prioritized our family as I began to heal in that area. So that's what we mean. When you think about what you want, and and again, this podcast is geared toward Christian women, is that important to you? Do you Mm -hmm. want him to be in your heart?
0: I think you said something so key as you begin to heal in that area, because a lot of times I think most women would be, oh, I just told him what it was going to be without realizing where did that come from? This is is a problem. This is an issue. This is something I need to deal with opposed to I just told him what it's going to be. I just gave it to him. No, No, because I
1: recognize... The, and here's the deal, even if he had shown me something, how I presented it would have needed yes. to be in a different way. Absolutely. And so, yes. Yeah, so I love that. So you know that that's important to you. Okay. So how did you, Latrice, mm. as this ambassador for Jesus that I've made you, <laughs> like, right. how many years ago was that Were you married? Oh,
0: about 15, maybe, maybe going on 18. That's crazy. Yeah. I, oh, 2007. So what is that? Oh, I don't know. I'm, I'm not good on
1: math like that. And I was a major child. Yeah. But almost 16, 17 years yeah. ago. Girl. Yeah. That's crazy. yeah. Okay. 17 years ago, divorce was not as, is that a fair statement to say? It wasn't as common in church world. That's that true. was still frowned upon. Absolutely. How did you navigate the divorce was. Did you feel shame? Like, what did you feel from that? From I
0: kept that? it to myself. Hmm. I. It was. First of all, when we had issues, I kept it to myself hmm. because I know when you share things with family and friends, they aren't as forgiving as you,
1: especially when you have a whole. Like you, you don't just have a family. What okay, can we call this a tribe? Yes, it's a it's island, a all tribe. Yeah. Yes, you kept it. You kept it to. Yeah, you.
0: I didn't let them know anything that I was dealing with because if given the chance that we were to reconcile mm. and stay together, I didn't want him dealing with trying to prove himself mm-hmm. to me
1: and them. Well, it's wise, Yeah, it's wise. so It was wise that you didn't divulge all of that to the family, but absolutely. you need a safe space yes. to talk about what you're going yes. through. But the family ain't always all ways, not just yeah. her family, yeah. family. Cause see, my mother still can be like, cause my husband called, you, remember, you may not know this, Lee called off the wedding. <laughs> No, I didn't know. Yes, Lee proposed and then called out the wedding.
0: Oh, wow.
1: And we've been married 22 years. I promise you, 10 years into the marriage, my mom was like, be careful, girl. Yes. Be careful. Yeah. Make sure. So it was yes. wise, but not so much to keep it to yourself, not to yeah. have a safe space. Okay. So you didn't tell anybody. So when it was time to get a divorce, what? I It was me
0: realizing he is never coming back. because. Wow. Oh, I'm good. Um, My reason for divorcing was abandonment. Mm. Um, He left and never came back. And once you realize, Once I realized this is this is what it is, I was like, okay, let me just make this decision, because what I'm not (laughs) going (laughs) to do is um, hold off, uh, put my life on hold, just waiting for him to find his way back home Mm -hmm. and to his defense years after us talking about that, he felt like he had done so much that mm. he couldn't find his way back home.
1: Yeah. I love the grace that you're you're giving with that. And, and also, again, this was 17 years ago. Yeah. None of us are the same people.
0: We're not. We shouldn't be. Right. The same we <laughs> were
1: 17 years ago. So yeah. you have some grace for that. Absolutely. So how did your family receive that news? It was
0: just that I made this decision. They didn't have to know the complete Of why at that moment. Eventually I shared Mm -hmm. some things, but uh, well, some things got out because there were people when I'm on the road, like, Hey, is Tracy still married? Mm -hmm. Because I saw something that I'm like, no, that's not Latrice. Mm
1: -hmm. And I Mm -hmm. think they're
0: still married. So people knew, but they just didn't know from me. Okay. Um. So, um. What was that question again? I said, "How did mm-hmm. you begin
1: to move?" Like, yeah. Once you once the divorce is finally you showed your family. You said it just started to kind of get it out. Yeah. What was the path of healing
0: for you? Yeah. From that. Uh, work. I ended up. I was still touring. Mm. Um, and even while being married, because some people thought they asked, "Was your traveling did that interfere?" And I was intentional with, "Hey, whenever." you want to come out come mm-hmm. out mm-hmm. i'm making the money so mm-hmm. just say when you when your schedule allows with work or i even said hey i want to see you this weekend yeah. or, can you come to this city so we were very intentional with making sure we connected even though i was touring mm-hmm. um but touring helped me heal. heal okay and move on because it was like hey let's just let's get busy doing what i do and um, even when that came to an end, I was intentional with going to counseling to make sure I didn't just sweep it under the carpet or yeah. whatever. So, so yeah. that's why
1: I was going to. OK, so you did have space to kind of talk it out, process it and yes. deal with it. Did you ever go through the phase of I ain't doing that again? I ain't getting married. Or oh, you absolutely.
0: Like, you did. Oh, absolutely. I thought you were going
1: to say absolutely not.
0: Yeah. I. Not that I didn't believe in love again. It's just that going back to and. I can realize now why I did it because of something you said that when I got the whooping as a reminder that boys and books didn't mix Ooh. because my mother didn't want us dividing the energy of school mm-hmm. and love. Mm. I'm, I'm never, I'm, I'm not, I'm one that I'm going to focus on one thing. You just said and that. Since, about, yes. And since I'm focusing on my career and traveling and whatever, I don't have time for love.
1: Mm, because mm, I need mm. to make
0: sure this is successful.
1: Now, Latrice, I'm, we're going on a journey, but I'm gonna fast forward real quick. Mm-hmm. Is that your stance now?
0: Um, after coming out of a serious relationship, it is my stance now, because I was dating someone that I really I thought, "Whoa, this is it. I I can I can do this with him again." Mm. Um,
1: okay. 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 Let's go back. (laughs) So you get out of the, the, your, your divorce and you're touring and you're eventually going to therapy. How quickly did you start? Or did you, did you ever go through a phase where you're just dating? So when we talk about dating, let's talk about dating first. When I'm thinking dating, there are two different Thoughts about that mm-hmm. dating just multiple people and when we say dating multiple people that doesn't mean you're being intimate with multiple people but just going on dates like I'll go for coffee with you and I'll go to dinner with you that's one date. or dating can be you and I one person that that's who I'm dating mm-hmm. which lane do you tend to find yourself in um I would say what I'm 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 all in
0: I don't if i'm dating i'm dating you even if we say we're exclusive or not it's just Mm -hmm. i'm not trying to you don't
1: date multiple people yeah at one one of my girlfriends says that she said it's too distracting she's like i just get too distracted dating so you're kind of the i'm dating you and i'm sticking with you yeah
0: and let's see what this is and if this don't work okay then i'll move on to someone else because it's just too much like Mm -hmm. it's too distracting now do you
1: ever okay do you with that I'm asking the questions y'all want to know. With that, <laughs> dating one person, if you're not exclusive, first of all, my question is, are you okay with that person dating other people, even if you're not?
0: Yeah, because we haven't labeled uh, or had that conversation with, you know what, let's be exclusive.
1: Okay, Yeah. so then, how do you, or are you able to protect, in those cases, your heart from getting too wrapped up? Absolutely not. I love Just, it. Yeah, You can't do it. No.
0: Even, even with me being exclusive, there is an underlying thing that you want him to say. Okay, well, I'll be exclusive too. Exactly. Because if you find exactly. out, if I find out, okay, you went on a date with somebody else. Well, we didn't say it, but exactly you it some kind <laughs> of, like, it some kind of away. way. Absolutely, yeah.
1: I think um because if, that happened. Tell me.
0: Yeah, I was. um I didn't. After my divorce, I think I didn't
1: date for like 15 years. I was, You know every once in a while I got to pass out. I'm passing out. So when you talk about you got busy working, Latrice, you mean I got busy. Wait a minute, was that intentional?
0: It it was intentional, but it's also, I didn't get approached. People would think, oh my God, I know you got them coming out the woodworks, but I didn't get approached like that. And I remember, I don't know if there's a rating to this, but I remember once a guy uh, took me out and he was like so how long have you been divorced i was like 15 years 10 years maybe at that time and he was like am i the first person you've dated since he was like yeah he was like oh blank no i ain't trying to compete with no batteries all right i gotta go
1: and he left he left and date again did
0: not date again
1: i can i can appreciate the honesty but i am not trying to compete with no batters. See, this is the reason why I ain't been in these dating streets. I don't know what's going on. It's horrible out here.
0: I don't know Because what's going you on. assumed that then? we were going to be sexually active if we're dating.
1: Yeah. <laughs> I shouldn't be this speechless. Homeboy said I ain't trying to. And then he was yeah, serious. He was, was, was serious
0: and he left. It wasn't rude, but it was just like, no, nah, I don't want to deal with that. And I appreciate it. But I appreciate
1: the honesty, too. Don't waste my time. But okay, so 15 (laughs) years is a long time. And so you said people were not approaching you. Do you think do you do you deal with as a single woman? You are a single woman, been married one time, no children, no children. Do you believe that men or do you experience men being intimidated by you? I don't think so because I'm very approachable.
0: Um, I'm always the first one to speak when I enter a room. Um, I I don't I don't think I don't know why, but I don't think so. But no. it would have to ta- it would take them that have encountered me to to Remember voice that. So yeah, but
1: I don't think so. But do w- you have male friends? I think you should ask them. Have you ever asked I your will male ask friends? Them. If, if now when I That's ask that question. question, I don't think that because we're about to talk about this in a minute, I don't think that this is a matter of. Latrice doing anything wrong or any Mm -hmm. single woman doing anything wrong when I ask that question, but feelings are not right or wrong. They just are. And so when I'm asking are, do men feel intimidated? I'm just curious if your single male friends would tell you, yeah. Now, I also would say if they are intimidated and intimidated so much that they're not willing to approach, mm-hmm. that gives you the information you need. Gotcha. because You don't want a man that can't push past. Right. That emotion. Yeah. And approach you. OK, so you were single oh, oh I was about to ask you mm-hmm. over the course of that time from your divorce to now you've gone through a major transformation like even physically yeah. you've always been gorgeous and as Thank gorgeous you. as you are now but you made a lot of intention to the point where you were one of the women that motivated me to start being intentional about my health wow. the way you eat working out so tell me about that commitment how that happened for you
0: um going through the divorce I was literally like every day waking up in the looking in the mirror and crying and not liking what I saw mm-hmm. and blaming myself for this is why he's not coming home. Mm. So, um, but I knew that something inside didn't feel right about feeling that way about myself. Mm. I didn't know what it
1: was, but I oh, was we like, know, You know, it was the Holy Spirit. Yeah,
0: absolutely.
1: <laughs> you say, saying, You are my
0: masterpiece, right. baby. you not going to do? <laughs> right. <laughs> so, God said, You know what? Let's do something about it. He said, get a piece of paper and create two columns. And the first column, label it things that are in Latrice's power to change. Mm. The second column, he was like things that are in God's power to change. And there were things I was doing in, in full transparency. Like I didn't like my skin. I was breaking out. Mm-hmm. So um, I ended up doing the proactive thing every year. You can go to the mall and you know, they had the little machine.
1: Sis did proactive. Yeah. So mm-hmm. I, I
0: started a, a, a skincare regimen. Um, I didn't like my weight, so I started walking and gradually changing my eating habits one thing at a time until I mastered one thing and then I added something else. Mm -hmm. Um, I didn't like that I always had NSFs. So mm-hmm. I start being responsible with okay, if I don't have it, I'm not gonna swipe this card. Mm-hmm. Um, it was just some of things... y'all don't know what
1: NSF is. is <laughs> not sufficient some of y'all ain't never even experienced that. God bless you. God bless but you. That's what it stands for. Can go yeah, and I was like, This bank is taking thirty dollars
0: every time. Mm-hmm. I'm not having integrity so mm-hmm. I want to be I want to have integrity with my finances so I started balancing and you know putting off what I didn't what I couldn't afford or whatever so it was things like that and then I started blaming my family I, if mm-hmm. I didn't have so many people in my family my parents could do this for me do that. and God was like I, you can't change that mm-hmm. so give that to me and I put that in my in that column mm-hmm. and what he did was change how I looked.
1: At my family
0: and and how I saw the, you know, um what I felt like I didn't inherit or could have mm-hmm, inherited. Mm-hmm. He changed those things. So that's how I started
1: mm-hmm. changing
0: my physicality because then, it was then, in my power to change.
1: Now, as you changed that, is that how this vibrancy yeah. girl, that's another brand word for you? I like that. Vibrancy. Is that how that vibrancy became yeah. so apparent?
0: I started putting in the work working on myself, dealing Mm -hmm. with myself, changing the things that I didn't like, and it changed my outlook. Mm -hmm. Uh, It it changed my, my, my temperament. It Mm -hmm. changed everything.
1: Wow. Okay. So you were going through this time, 15 years. So then you end up, is that, was that the next serious relation? Did you have a serious relationship? I started,
0: honestly, I, during that time, I, I literally just said, you know what, let's just play. Mm -hmm.
1: see I think okay do you feel like every okay being single in your 20s is different than being single in your 40s yeah or being single in your 50s and I think sometimes the Christian I want to be careful because this is for Christian women and so God's word let me be very clear God's word stands the test of time we don't get to change the word we don't get to say that that only applies to me if you we don't play those games over right. here but what i am saying is what dating looks like in your 20s is different than what it looks like in your Very 40s different. and i think when you're in your late 30s 40s and beyond yes and you're not married you need to have some time where you just kind of enjoying life so that what a, does that look like that, that was exactly
0: like? what i did in my 40s i was like let's play and i started i was dating this guy who was a a touring musician, and we just we just had fun. We just enjoyed one another's company.
1: And you knew it wasn't going to be anything. I knew I
0: knew it, but yet and still I was hoping. You know what. This going to really, he's going to fall for it. He's going to, we going to get serious at some point, but let's just have fun playing, but he's going to get serious at some point.
1: See, I love that realness because I think that there's a part of our, if we want to be married and we meet somebody that we enjoy their company, yeah. I think it's unrealistic to say you're not even considering that, that there's nowhere on your mind that he's yeah. going. So you did have it out there floating. Absolutely. Okay. Absolutely. Okay. You, we always feel like, let them do what
0: they're going to do, but it's something about me that's going to change them.
1: I already know, sis. I know you are like Robin. No, you are not jumping in at this point. But yes, girl, this interview is two parts and this is just part one. But don't you love how real Latrice is? I loved it when she said, you know what? I thought it was gonna be something about me that was going to change him. Girl, you know almost all of us have been there before. But again, this was just part one. There is so much more coming in part two. Latrice is gonna talk about her stance on Christian women dating non-believers. She's gonna talk about why she chose to date someone older at one point on her journey. She tells us why she decided she wouldn't be a secret no more. When she was dating somebody, she's gonna let us know how one particular guy she was dating. She began to realize, wait a minute, he's entertaining some other friends, and she is going to share with us why she just may be okay with being single. Girl, there is so much more to come. If you aren't already, make sure you are following Latrice on Instagram, Theatrical Pace. Go ahead and follow me at Robin May online and DM both of us your greatest takeaway. Part two is coming next week. So go ahead, tell your friends they don't want to miss this episode, any episodes before this one and any more to come. We are going there, girl. Dating dilemmas. I'll see you next week. Well, girl, that's it for this episode. I already know you have at least one aha, one takeaway that's going to help you continue to live intentionally, fully engaged. But before you go, girl, I have another opportunity for you to take your investment into you to the next level. Listen, you and I both know that there are some patterns that you have been dealing with for a long time. You and I both know that there's just something that you can't seem to identify that's keeping you from getting to the next level. Or maybe for you, girl, maybe this one is for you. Maybe things are good, but you just know they could be better, but you just don't quite know what the missing piece is. Well, after some prayerful consideration, I decided to offer to all of you what I'm calling bite-sized breakthroughs for busy women. Listen, girl, one of the things I hear all the time is, Robin, I just don't have the time. I truly want to get a PhD in me, but when in the world do I have the time? Well, I have you in mind with bite-sized breakthroughs for busy women. Listen, girl, this is your no-excuse path to identifying what you need to understand so that you can see, experience, and curate the life you love. Bite-sized breakthroughs is your opportunity to discover what's necessary to push past what's stopping you one aha at a time. This is a low investment, no risk opportunity for you. So stop what you're doing right now. Head on over to robinmayonline.com slash breakthrough. robinmayonline.com slash breakthrough. This one is for you.